Poso maoni work, wai wanen kitanen ni mo e yoski pietaya posnotaman e yum MITW podcast. A yospis pietaya posnapi notaman and he sikimaka e yoso matnamene hokihi. So you're listening to the Menominee Indian Tribe of Wisconsin podcast. I'm your host, Sheena Wapoos. And Gary Dodge. Vaughn Bowles, Public Information Officer for Menominee Indian Tribe of Wisconsin podcast, is joining us today. How are you doing? Hi, guys. Thanks for having me back in. Happy New Year. So uh, what do our numbers look like for positive cases? So I think by now, just about everyone has heard about the giant surge of Omicron COVID cases that are out there. Uh, locally, what that looks like for us is that we have about 138 active cases, um, which means you know we've had between 30 and 50 of them crop up per day in the last week. Um, what does that look like, you know, on a personal level? Um, it's a lot of families getting sick. Um, in the the tribal organization um, most departments have at least one to eight employees out right now so um, we've kind of been hit with a a lot of covid and that's that's the case you know all over the state right now so that's the situation we're in okay will the tribe continue their shutdown so we met today as an incident command meeting to talk about this and uh we're we're not going to full shut down, if that makes sense. We're going to come back in about 50%, um, and we're going to leave a lot of it up to director's discretion because we'd like them to uh, have as many of the employees' remote work as possible at this point. But we also know that there are things that we have to keep moving and stuff so you know the, the entire economy doesn't fall apart and stuff on us. So right now we're doing a 50% open, um, but highly encouraging remote work. Okay. How does that affect um, like restaurants and businesses so, on the Yeah, restaurants and businesses, we, you know, we didn't want to impact people's livelihoods as much as well. So we, we want to allow them to open. Um, we're asking for the restaurants and other businesses to also be at a 50% capacity and stuff to maintain social distance um, and things like that. But we want them to be able to continue operation. Will the clinic be prescribing the new medication for COVID? So right now we still only have the vaccinations and the monoclonal antibodies, but you know, when it's, it's a question of supply chain at this point, when we get it, when it's available, you know, when other things are approved by the FDA, then we'll start bringing those out and, and, and treating patients with them. We have every intention to use them when they, when they come to us. So the answer is yes, we will use those when they arrive. <laughs> what is the new medication? Oh, Killing me. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. I'm terrible and I can't pronounce it. Um, oh. yeah, it's one of those situations where it has a name that rolls off the tongue. So I'm sorry. It's from Pfizer though, right? I be, yeah, it's, it's an oral medication by Pfizer. Um, it has about the same efficacy as the, um, as the vaccination, but instead of taking it, you know, beforehand to prevent infection, um, you take it as soon as symptoms manifest and it helps you clear up the infection faster. And it, ha- it helps about 80% of the cases, 85% of the cases. Okay. Do Omicron symptoms differ from Delta and other variants? Not really. Omicron is, is 
pretty much the same type of virus, same types of symptoms, um, but they're not quite as severe. A lot of people report um, extreme fatigue, which sounds, they fatigue, maybe not extreme fatigue, fatigue, um, sore muscles, headache, um, runny nose, sore throat, um, may or may not have a cough at this point. Um, and so it really kind of depends. At this point, if people have any sort of cold symptoms, just assume it's Omicron because it spreads, um, I believe it was three and a half times faster than the Delta variant, um, which is significantly faster than either a cold or, or regular flu virus. So if you have symptoms, you probably have Omicron and should get tested at this point. I have heard, like, I've seen a lot of people saying that it's, they sneeze a lot more with Omicron. I'd heard that too. Have you heard that? I heard that too, but I haven't seen any studies that talk about sneezing. So I mm -hmm. can't say whether or not, but anecdotally, yes, if you're sneezing, <laughs> go get tested. Sure. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So uh, the at-home rapid antigen test, can they pick up Omicron right now? So it doesn't, it doesn't distinguish between Omicron and the other types of COVIDs. It'll tell you if you have COVID right now. And so... Um, if you have one of those tests, which they're kind of hard to get right now because the government bought up a, a ton of them. Um, but if you do have one and you test positive, you probably have Omicron. Um, and at that point, you also don't need to come in the clinic to get tested because, yes, the, if you do come for testing, it's just going to say you have it again. Um, so, you know, we're asking people that use the home test not to come in, but give us a call, um, report to your, your doctor and stuff that you do have a positive COVID test um, because we need to, to pass that on to the state and stuff so they can get an accurate count of just how much it's spread throughout the state. So there's that. Um, I know the clinics also ordered about a thousand of the, the rapid at home tests and stuff like you were talking about, which are on back order. Um, and they, those are from, you know, the government vendors and they also bought another 2000 and stuff from private vendors. Um, right now, though, it's really hard to source the at-home tests, but you can use them. Um, I believe the uh, there's a government program out there that allows you to get two per person, um, and you, you have to go online for that. Um, but uh, the government snapped up a lot of the Abbott testing supplies, and so it's, it's hard to get those. Good luck. So if you... If you are having symptoms and you do take the at-home test and it's negative, should you still go and get tested at the clinic? I, I would recommend that. Um, there are ways to, um, you know, not swab your nose far enough back. That makes sense. Um, if anyone hasn't been COVID tested at this point, you either do a nasal swab and touch basically the back of your nose or a throat swab. Um, I don't remember what the some of the at-home tests, they, they vary a little bit. But if it comes back negative and you still have symptoms that persist, you know, call the clinic, um, have them do one of the professional grade tests in the lab. Um, you know, make sure it's not COVID. We'd really appreciate that. <laughs> okay. Um, and then kind of one last question I had around that was, I saw this TikTok. This lady was talking about how she tested herself at home and she had a negative result when she did the nose swab and she had a positive result when she did it um with the throat swab mm -hmm. is that sound legit yeah no that can that, that can totally happen she could have either had what's known as uh, a pulse positive <laughs> a false positive or a false negative so one of those tests may have been more accurate than the other 
um, she may have misused one of the two tests. So it's, it's very possible you could have two at-home tests um, that give you different results. And if you have that uh, scenario crop up, go to the clinic, get tested, you know, do a two out of three type scenario and really, really kind of nail down whether or not you do have it or not. Um, okay, so why has the recommendation, recommendate, well, I can't talk. Why has the recommended isolation time been reduced by the CDC? So there are, are two reasons I can think of after reading, you know, the recommendations and stuff um, and, and the news. One reason they reduced it was because a lot of the major industries in the U.S. Um, needed personnel. I mean, they, they've had so many people who have gotten sick so quickly that, you know, a lot of the country would have had to shut down if everyone was still going to isolate for 10 days. Um, so they rolled it back for economic reasons. Um, another reason, which probably is more comforting to a lot of people, is that, um, you know, the dominant dominant form of code at this point, the, the, the Omicron strain is, um, a lot less severe. Um, a study from, I believe the UK came out that said that in most cases, Omicron is about 92% less severe than Delta. Um, so people are not having symptoms that are nearly as severe and they're recovering faster. Um, and so they can get back to work sooner. So that's the other reason scientifically backed that I can think of that they'd, they'd allow for that. So what exactly is the rule right now as far as isolating yourself? Yeah, so right now, um, if you start exhibiting symptoms, um, isolate um, and test uh, after, I believe it's five days of isolation if you've been vaccinated, um, you can return to normal life when symptoms start to decrease. So that's what they're saying at this point. All right. Um, so if you've already had COVID previously, can you still get infected with Omicron? Yes. Caveat, yes. <laughs> um, it, <laughs> there always is one. <laughs> it, is, it is possible to get infected again. Um, it's just like picking up the cold. You can do it every single year. Um, there's not a lot of studies mm-hmm. out right now saying whether or not someone that had you know, the wild alpha strain, Delta, or you know any of the other strains of COVID, whether or not you're more or less likely to mm-hmm. get it. Um, you know, you do have antigens or, and antibodies in your system after your initial infection, um, but they're not totally sure if the virus has changed to the point where those original series of antibodies um, are enough to stop it. So they're, they've seen a few cases of double infection. Um, they're not sure how prevalent it is yet. So, you know, we'll keep an eye on that. And so what you, do you mean by double numbers, infection? Hopefully. Where someone had like um, the wild strain back in like 2019 or 2020 and picked mm-hmm. up um, the Omicron strain this year. So, okay, gotcha. I thought you meant like two at the same time for a second. You know, they're actually, they've, they've finally gotten, um, it's weird because there hadn't been a lot of double infections and stuff with COVID um, the entire time it's, it's been floating around, you know, our environment. Um, but recently they found that um, it, it's um, possible to get the flu and COVID at the same time more now. So they're not sure what the deal is with that, but you can get multiple infections and they can stack on top of each other to make you miserable. So just keep yeah. that in mind too. <laughs> yeah. Sure. <laughs> okay. So how, I mean, I know we've talked about the crystal ball questions before, but <laughs> in your opinion, in your opinion, 
how long can we expect the surge to continue? Like, are we still going up or can we expect it to end sometime soon? So we've actually, we've actually, I think we've, looking at the numbers, we've started to decline locally just a little bit. Um, we're probably going to level off for a couple more weeks to see how things turned out um, after like New Year's. Mm -hmm. um, but from what, you know, I've seen and read and what some of the other experts out there are saying, it's it's likely we'll see this surge kind of drop off um, by mid-February, which would be fantastic. Um, so, Vaughn, when can people get vaccinated, either, you know, their first or second dose or booster after they've had COVID? Yeah, we've had questions about that from the community where people have, have mentioned that they've had COVID um, and they've they've gotten some misinformation about how soon they can get vaccinated. If you've had COVID and you want to get vaccinated after that, um, mm -hmm. as long as you're not in isolation or quarantine and your symptoms have resolved, you can get vaccinated um, as long as you're old enough, age appropriate and stuff. So sure. um, the, the one time you can't is if you were treated with monoclonal antibodies for your COVID case, then you'd need to wait 90 days before you got vaccinated. All righty. Do you have any final message for people this week? You know, just uh, I would encourage people to to stay healthy. You know, try to try to avoid excess trips to the store or out into public when necessary, and you know, try to keep themselves healthy for the next few weeks. Alrighty, thank you, Vaughn. You bet. Thanks for having me. Well, I went in for listening to the Menominee Indian Tribe of Wisconsin podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can also listen to the podcast on menominee-nsn.gov under the community tab and keep up to date by following us on Facebook at MITW Podcast. If you have any topics, topic suggestions or questions about COVID-19, you can send those to us at podcast.mitw.org. At